0: And welcome back to The One Where I Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David.
1: I'm Natalie. Natalie, how are you? I'm okay. Thanks for asking. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm also okay. Good. We're, um, I, I don't know. I don't want to say too much about what's going on to, like, time stamp this. because think we don't, that's fine. We don't know when this is coming out, but, uh, I'm half vaccinated and you're fully vaccinated. Yeah. So we're looking forward to, uh getting uh out of the house yeah I
1: and I, we're not um at this point everyone is able to i guess at least in california mm-hmm. so we're not gloating it's kind of yeah,
0: it's yes yeah we didn't no a, line jumping or anything more
1: of a celebration yeah
0: yeah um so that's that's where we are right now um very excited slash uh kind of nervous about after over a year of doing this yeah. it's like am i going to be able to reintegrate you know we saw some uh, in the episodes we watched today, there was a lot of like parties, going out yeah. parties and plays yeah. and like just people being around each other. Yeah. I don't know how I'll adjust to that.
1: Yeah. I think it'll be tough at first for sure. Yeah. I'm not quite ready for that at this point. Although I do, you know, we've talked a lot about missing bars and missing concerts and shows yeah. and um, missing friends and all kinds of, you know, festivities that we've missed vacations. But yeah, they're, um, on the horizon.
0: It yeah, looks like very exciting slash terrifying. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's start by revisiting the predictions we made to see, uh, you know, what we haven't said, so we're keeping track for each season. We're each predicting what's going to happen in the next episode based on only the, uh, episode title and right. maybe some pre-existing knowledge or whatever. Uh, and, um, Whoever wins the most of these at the end of the first season of both shows gets to make the other one donate to a charity of the winner's choice. Right, yes. We haven't said a number, an amount.
1: Yeah, I, I was wondering about that, too. Are we, is each win, like, a dollar oh no, amount? Just,
0: I was gonna, just going to say a lump sum per okay. season. So we'll be okay. doing nine or ten of these over the course of the th- years ahead of us. Okay. I feel like we got to make it count. Okay.
1: Five hundred. Whoa, okay. I, I mean at the end of all of this, that will seem like nothing, like a drop in the bucket.
0: When you divide five hundred yeah. by twenty four episodes or whatever, yeah, yeah. you're And you're, how
1: long this will take. So I Yeah, well I mean, it'll take
0: twenty four weeks, but then we're doing it like nine or ten. So it's five hundred I'm saying five hundred per season.
1: Five hundred dollars. Yeah. Dollars per season.
0: Yeah, but then that's like
1: Five hundred dollars. <laughs> that's my real impression. impression.
0: By the end, of, yeah. By the end of this show, how, the one where I met your mother, yeah, we're talking about like five thousand dollars. Yeah, that might be. But that's over a long. It's going to take us a long time. You know, it's going to take us five years, a thousand dollars a year, to do this show.
1: Okay let's let's revisit. Okay. This. All right. But let's, well, just have it let's be let's all on the on record
0: that I said five hundred.
1: 500 per season of Friends.
0: Friends, yeah. Uh, we're doing... The the layout of the show is we're doing a season. Like we're, you know, one episode. So we're, we're keeping track. But right. yeah, Friends has more seasons and occasionally has more episodes in a season. So there'll be more... There'll be some episodes that'll be just Friends episodes. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you're saying per season of Friends. As, when we get to the end of every season of Friends we see who won the most challenges and, and then we person,
1: donate $500. That
0: person makes the other person donate $500 to a charity of the winner's choice.
1: Ooh, these stakes are high.
0: You think that's too much?
1: I mean, just right now $5000 if you ask me to, but, but it's not I a know it's, it's over it's $500 or, yes. at a okay, time. I'm in.
0: 10 times over the next 5. Okay. So basically $500 every 6 months, 5000 total. Hopefully It won't all be one person. Right now, you are kicking my ass. Yeah. So I'm the one who's going to have to donate $500. Yeah. Okay. So if it ends up equal, it's $2,500 per person over the course of five years. Yeah.
1: That's Do a charity that we probably both love. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to make you donate to something that you don't support. Although that would be funny. Uh, Um, But yeah. So let's revisit uh, um, last week. I knew as soon as we said this, you were going to win this one.
1: Right, Um, yeah.
0: So, my guess for the one with the butt, I guessed correctly that the butt referred to one of the male characters, not Mm -hmm. one of the female characters. Right. But I said it was going to be some sort of like unflattering or too small pair of pants. It was going to be pants related. Right. I was way off. Whereas you said the Slutty Pumpkin would be about a Halloween party. Yeah,
1: which was, I mean, so kind of obvious. It was kind of an easy win.
0: In any case, that doesn't. You know, the the difficulty of the win doesn't make it any less yeah. of a win. Yeah, no, I'll you know? take it. A win is a win. A win is a win. So let's uh, let's start, uh, let's dive into the two episodes we we watched. I will start by recapping Friends. Um, and obviously this isn't, I'm not, I don't hold the floor. This is a discussion between the two of us led by me. We're six episodes in, I'm still Thank figuring. Thank you
1: for clarifying.
0: <laughs> okay, I feel like I have to do- <laughs> You and I aren't the only people listening to this. When I clarify, I'm doing it for the the thousands of people who are listening. At least. At least. (laughs) (laughs) Inside joke. Um, Okay, so uh, in this episode, the one one with the butt, we start out at um, a very small black box theater where Joey is starring in a musical about the life of Sigmund Freud. He's playing Freud. He sings about penis envy to uh, a, a woman. The thing that really stuck out to me here is that, like, how the, all the lighting was just on the woman on the couch who wasn't, like, I thought there was going to be some sort of joke where Joey stepped into the lighting and something, like, we saw something we couldn't see, but, like, it was just a poorly lit musical.
1: Yeah, I think you're overthinking the the scene.
0: But I'm saying it was egregiously poorly lit. I'd say that's a fault on the part of yeah. the show yeah. uh, that it made me think it must be poorly lit for a reason, but no. maybe I think
1: it's just, like, a bad... It's supposed to be bad.
0: Maybe his fake beard looked too bad, and they were like, we have to hide this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you're overthinking it. I think it was known to be... It was Freud, with an exclamation. That was the name of the musical. That's what Phoebe, how Phoebe said it. Freud! Um, yeah, I think it was like it was meant to be bad and cheesy. So it's it makes sense that, yeah. you know, the lighting would be poor.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what happens there is uh, after the play, everybody hates it, but uh, Joey gets a card from a talent agent who was in the audience. Meanwhile, Chandler um, strikes up a conversation with a, uh, a woman who was given what we come to learn about her, bafflingly on her own.
1: Oh, <laughs> like, by herself, yeah.
0: <laughs> this is the only, must be the only time all year she's by herself. Yeah. Um, and uh, he gets her number, sets up a date. We'll get back to that. Um, what else goes on? Uh, so the, the... Okay, so we've, we've established the first... Uh, I, I, I'm so bad at doing this. You do this the right way. When you recap how I met your mother, you're very good at, like chronology mm, I, I tend so. to like
1: jump around
0: or just think of like storylines and tackle it one storyline at a time I think that's how my brain works okay um so yeah so um let's start with uh Joey being cast as Al Pacino's butt double <laughs> uh again okay so my first thought About this was obviously this is season one. Friends, it isn't the cultural phenomenon. Yes, it is. If this storyline happened in season, you know, four or later, Al Pacino's making an appearance, right? Yeah, because that's what I know. That's like yeah. uh, I, uh, as we've established, I haven't seen that much Friends. I've seen enough, and I've also seen a lot of Will and Grace, which is going on at the the same time on the same network. Very guest star. Lots of guest stars, yeah. 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 Um,
1: And this was like appointment TV. Like, it'll become appointment TV where people are crowding around on Thursday night to see Al Pacino, you know? Yeah, yeah. That would be something, for sure.
0: Um, Other things, so we get to the set, uh, which I actually thought was... um, uh, a, a funny scene when Joey's on set um partially the so the guy playing the director of the movie is James Burroughs who directed most of the first season of Friends and directed almost every episode of Cheers he's like the he's the probably the single most famous sitcom director in the history of
1: nice catch television. I wouldn't have
0: known um the so uh, what happened? I have to admit, this is like sometimes friends. The jokes are like very sitcommy or very dated. I have to admit, conceptually, the idea that. The director isn't happy with <laughs> the, the butt with acting. his butt because he's acting with his butt yeah. is super funny to me. Yeah, at that's one point idea.
1: he's like um, clenching. Yeah, <laughs> the director's like, "Why are you clenching?"
0: Yeah, and he's like, "What was that?" I was going for quiet desperation, but I guess if you have to ask,
1: yeah. And I was trying to figure out what that might look like, and I think that's part of the joke. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you're
0: picturing yeah. Joey's butt. Yeah. Um, okay, so then I mentioned the second storyline, which is uh, of. I was I was less happy with this storyline. This did feel dated. Yeah. Um, uh, the the Chandler and the and the woman who's in an open marriage. Yeah. I guess, and I guess, you know, I know we have a segment for like comparing the two shows, but we can bring that in whenever we want, yeah. right? Yeah. I feel like not obviously as we've seen. Um, how I Met Your Mother is not always a sex-positive show, at least not with, right. with, with with Barney, but I think the concept of this woman would be less outrageous yeah. on How I Met Your Mother.
1: Yeah. Whereas, like, when Monica describes, like, non-monogamy as twisted, it was just, like, very, like... <laughs> right, yeah. ...cringy to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was
1: very, very sex-negative and judgy. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, 20-somethings in New York. You'd think that they wouldn't be so narrow-minded. As we've
0: talked about, they're the most boring. They like...
1: are just straight and narrow, like couldn't be more heteronormative.
0: Do you think how—okay, so they're all in their 20s, and it's 1994. hmm How many of—I think I've asked this sort of question before. Oh, how no. many of the six friends voted for George Bush in 1992? Yeah. <laughs> all of them? Joey didn't vote, but... uh, Joey
1: didn't vote. Phoebe, no.
0: Yeah, Phoebe probably voted Green Party. Yeah. Who would have been the nominee in 92? We're too young for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because you and I would have been 10 in... uh, Our parents uh, would have been talking about it. Yeah, I remember... I I have a memory of, like... I I was born in 1982, and I have a memory. In I knew in 1988 that my parents were voting for George Bush and not for Dukakis. Ooh. I don't think I knew what that meant. Yeah, but I was aware of the fact that my parents were Republicans.
1: I yeah, I think my parents drilled like the Democrats to me like at a very early age. Like they even like said like our family votes Democrat. Like, they were very, like, this is what that... I think, you know, to their credit, like, they were... They talked about politics with us. To
0: their credit, apparently not to yours, because it sounds like you're not much of a rebel.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) You're just going along with what your parents told you. Well, no. I'm the one who rebelled.
1: Well, I voted for Nader.
0: (laughs) I did, too, my first... Yeah, Yeah. it was the first... uh, I turned 18... Six weeks I before mean, that election? my parents
1: were not, like, liberal progressives as I, that I was. You know, yeah. like, they were straight blue all the way down the line. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, my idealism started early.
0: Um, okay. So back to the episode, uh, I don't have much more to say about the Chandler storyline, but I will say we get a glimpse, I think our first glimpse of Chandler's bedroom. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my gosh, yes, I wrote that down too.
0: Which, uh. He
1: has a twin bed or like a full, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it looked like a, it looked bad. It looked like George Costanza's bedroom, yeah. like a, a, a man yeah. child. But also, the thing that leapt out, leapt out to me is uh, a couple episodes ago when they went to that Rangers game, that wasn't just an idle, like, hey, here's a fun thing to do for Chandler. Chandler's clearly a, a, a mega Rangers fan. There's Rangers stuff yeah. all over. And then an it's a Wonderful Life poster. So and which,
1: just like toys everywhere. Yeah. It's was a joke room, like a kid's joke yeah. room with yeah. a tiny, tiny bed for a grown man.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, it, the um, the bed had like built-in shelves for the the headboard. Was that part of the bed or were those? Shel- I, it felt like it was part of like the headboard had shelving on either side.
1: I didn't clock that, but I did clock an Oscar Mayer Wiener toy on okay. the shelf. Like he's such a dope. Like. If I walked into that room, I'd be like, never mind, I'm leaving. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, that's, that's an interesting... Uh uh, question is like at what how far do you get with like <laughs> when uh when a woman uh, uh who's in an open marriage which you're not by the way uh <laughs> i don't know what you've been telling people <laughs> <laughs> um, but when a woman has made a decision like i'm gonna sleep with this guy at what point how close do you get to that happening while b- b- before you're still like i might find out something <laughs> <laughs> like this guy has an Oscar Weaver movie yeah, above his bed. I
1: guess like if you decide to go home with someone like the decision is already made and there's like just as much in it for you as there you know like right. so it's kind of I don't know what would
0: but are you also when you to use your word when you're clocking these uh, toys yeah. and shit are
1: you thinking like I can't wait to tell my friends. Yes <laughs> yes like I'll put <laughs> keep that in mind.
0: But I will say look he apparently likes hockey and he likes classic movies so uh, I guess Jim there's my kind of guy in some ways (laughs) at least we'd have something to talk about yeah Um, and uh, then the other storyline which is kind of the I guess the C plot if we're thinking of it that term Mm -hmm. in those terms is that Rachel cleans up the apartment Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, moves an ottoman and it sort of reveals and we've already gotten hints of how type A, um, and, and potentially, like, OCD, yeah. uh, Monica is, but yeah. this is, like, the first episode to really delve into it, um, also in this first scene, or the first scene at the apartment where this happens, um, which is also where Joey comes in to tell me they tell them that he got the, the butt double job, mm-hmm. uh, you pointed out that Ross was drinking a Snapple, but it's not... Did you notice? Know, did you look close? They like peeled the they the n to, and the a, so yeah. it was like an s pole. It was
1: a yeah, s pole. Yeah. So they just like peeled off the sticker of the letter yeah. because it couldn't be.
0: Yeah. Um, so. Uh,
1: Although I kind of I broke our rule, which is like we don't talk during the episode. So but this you is, were
0: so stri- struck by just, this. Hey, check out
1: that snowball. <laughs> <bottle. laughs> yeah, that was literally the only <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah. That were spoken during the episode. So, to be clear. There's no, we don't have communication while we're watching or after. You, this is just like a fresh, fresh, yeah. Conversation. We watch these right
0: before we record and, and we, we don't, don't say talk. Anything. Sometimes, yeah. like, we snicker
1: to ourselves, but yeah, I
0: don't. Uh, you're a snicker I, uh, as, you, as, you, as you've noticed, if I think something funny, I laugh out loud.
1: Yeah, Maybe I'm like
0: you, a bark laugher, like, ah! right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you do that when you're watching things by yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I know I do when I'm watching RuPaul. I've noticed that more and more. I'm, I'm crying and I'm LOLing. <laughs>
0: uh, in fact, my... Um, if anyone who's listening to this also listens to my podcast, Battleship Retention, you might have heard of this story because Tyler loves to tell the story of when he and I lived together. And um, <laughs> I was watching the movie Torque. Do you remember Torque? Uh, it was like a... Um, car movie? Yeah, like a car and, and, and motorcycle movie. Just to guess, yep. Um, and... Uh, I was watching it all by myself and Tyler was in the bedroom and he heard me going like, oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Nerd alert. Yeah. Very embarrassing. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, so so Rachel has moved the ottoman. And look, I'm generally, when it comes to this kind of stuff, I'm generally going to take Monica's side. This is no exception. That ottoman looked fucking stupid, where Rachel put it. It clearly goes better with the chair. Yeah. Right? The yeah. one thing that I will, note, I will note, though, I don't know if this is an intentional callback, but Rachel said she put the ottoman on that side of the table because she was like, it's another seat for her on the coffee table. In the last scene, when they're all hanging out, Monica's sitting on the floor in the spot where Rachel had put the ottoman, almost like, I don't know.
1: self-serving. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll sit in that later.
0: Um, I'll see you later. Um, but I, I, I don't know if she saying, like, it's almost like, on the one hand, you could say, Rachel could say, like, look, I was right. I sh- yeah. We need a seat there. But Or as Monica saying, oh, we don't need a seat here. Yeah. I'd rather sit on the floor yeah. than move the ottoman. Yeah. Right. Um also in that in that scene I didn't understand why cuz like Chandler's like bummed that he broke up with this open marriage lady uh cuz the sex was great or whatever but he can Aurora can't, yes uh, Aurora is her name yeah he can't handle um I guess the sharing her, sharing her? Yeah, yeah that's not what's happening but I guess that's how he it thinks of it. It kind of is yeah. Um But it was weird that, uh, I know it's a big chair, like, that chair. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Inside joke. Uh, But don't. Um, (laughs) But that chair they're sitting in, is it a a big armchair or is it a small love seat? Because I felt like, and maybe this is me doing the friend's gay panic thing uh, subconsciously. The fact that Chandler and Ross were sitting together in that chair looked weird to me. It looked like, that's too I know it's a big armchair, Look, but it's still too small there, for those two people. There are
1: not a lot of sitting place options in this apartment.
0: Except there's, next to Rachel, there's a wide open spot, which then when Joey comes in, that's where he sits. Okay. So it feels like, well, blocking-wise, they were like, we need to leave this space open for Joey, so Chandler and Ross are going to kind of like almost cuddle up on this chair. Well,
1: I think it was like, it was used because they end up like hugging as a, as a joke in a, Ross is like
0: comforting. Chandler A little bit. Yeah.
1: So I think it was strategic, but,
0: um, I like Ross's, uh, nurturing nature. He's comforting Chandler and then he calls Joey big guy. Yeah. (laughs) Like in an encouraging way. Yeah. Um, uh, I did like the uh, the tag at the at the end uh, under the credits oh. with uh, Monica's yeah. inner monologue yes. about debating whether or not to go pick her shoes up off the floor. Yes, um,
1: that was my actual um, funniest moment. Really? Oh, okay. Of the episode. Oh, not I the funniest line, but I love the like inner turmoil, the like deep anxiety, OCD that yeah. she like is sleepless at night, just thinking about wanting to move the shoes, and then she says. Maybe I can move them and then put them back in the morning before anyone notices. Like it's that level of yeah, chaos in I her brain, that. and I I love that about her. Uh,
0: I I should mention you mentioned funniest one. Maybe least funny thing. Not that I hate like was offended by it, but it was just annoyingly unfunny. Phoebe's like psycho. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Describing Monica as she's calling her psycho, I guess, but doing the like <laughs> yeah, yeah the Bernard Herrmann score from Psycho thing. That yeah, that, that was feels not like, funny. Do yeah. we want
1: to go into a favorite line?
0: See, yeah, I but... never... do d- Okay, well, do we do that d- here or do we do that after we've recapped them both? Okay,
1: okay, let's... No, no, I'm asking. No, I think we do it here.
0: Okay, okay, then yeah, let's do... Uh... Yeah, you're right, you're right. We'll do Funniest Moment and then your new segment that you uh, introduced...
1: Make it favorite, Fashion.
0: Favorite... Make it fashion. Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah, what's that from?
1: It's just like something, but make it fashion. Okay, make blah, it blah, fashion. Blah, blah, is our but segment. Make it fashion.
0: Oh, I love it. I love when segments have names. But first, we're doing funniest moment. You said yours is the tag at the end.
1: The tag, but then I also have a line which is so corny. Um, when Joey gets the part as the butt double. Um, Ross says, "I'm really glad that you found your way to crack into showbiz." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was dumb, but yeah. also made me laugh. Wait,
0: Chandler says that?
1: No, I thought it was Ross.
0: No, Chandler says you finally found a way to crack into into showbiz. Ross says, "Are you going to invite us all to the big opening?"
1: Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah
0: um I know I'm right um my favorite so, so yeah sometimes my favorite is a very like big like you're saying like, about a very sitcom like written joke type moment yeah. sometimes I feel like it's like uh a character m- moment and I feel like uh I liked so after Joey accidentally or Chandler accidentally walks in on Joey lotioning his butt Ugh. you know yeah and he's like comes out and he's like oh my eyes my eyes and then Rachel like bleary comes out of the bedroom and says who's being loud and Chandler goes oh that'd be Monica <laughs> I thought that was like a funny like just a Chandlery thing to like obviously of the two people there it was the man who was shouting very right. loudly right. Um, but oh that'd be Monica I thought that was funny um, and then uh, I have two fashion moments. Uh, I didn't do this on purpose, but I have a a lady one and a and a and a guy one.
1: Okay, that you like?
0: Yeah, yeah, both from the same scene.
1: I wonder if it's was it Rachel in all black when they go out to the play?
0: No, you I like that? I love the all black Rachel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, mine was also a Rachel moment. I just loved her um, red cross long sleeve tee.
1: I was con- confused about that. I'm like, did she volunteer at the American Red Cross and get this?
0: I don't know. I feel like if there was a thing in—I guess this is a little early—but during like the late '90s or the 2000s, it was a thing to just wear logos, like
1: a statement. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like I think I had like a, a Slim Jim T-shirt, but so maybe this is like a precursor to the yeah. the I've, logo. I've never crazy.
1: Hate to toot my own horn, but I've never worn logos or like words. Yeah, it's good. You shouldn't. And yeah, I especially hated those ad shirts.
0: Why yeah, in they retrospect, they were bad. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, so yeah, I loved Rachel in all black. I loved all the turtlenecks. It was very turtleneck heavy this episode, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. I love a turtleneck. Okay. Um, and I also noticed. I know there's going to be a lot of um, oversized vests for men.
0: Okay. <laughs> Chandler has Chandler just like has a
1: comically it. large vest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's 90s. Let a full full cut. Yeah. Uh, men, men's it's not wear. a good look. Well my favorite was my, my my men's favorite was a bit of uh I guess it was kind of full, but I liked uh in that same the after Rachel has the scene where she's with the Ottoman and that's where you find out about Joey's new job or whatever ross is wearing like a corduroy sport coat
1: Hmm. i
0: really liked the corduroy sport coat
1: yeah he also is wearing um like burgundy boots Mm, at the central perk which i also thought was pretty cool yeah so maybe they're dressing better maybe they're um the fashion department on friends is just getting a little more savvy
0: maybe or maybe um Ross, just as much of a tool and a loser as he is, um, he dresses most like your husband, me. <laughs> um, so hopefully you like the way he dresses. Yeah. Because of the three men on the show, I dress most like Ross.
1: Who do I dress most like of the gals?
0: Um, I don't know. Is that, I'm trying to remember. Uh, is there a communist character on hey. Friends? I guess
1: Monica dresses, Monica had a cute outfit. She wore some tights and just like a, like an A-line skirt. To the play? No, hanging out in the apartment.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Because she was wearing a turtle, a black turtleneck. Yeah. Um, when she like had her realization yeah. about how crazy. Yeah. She was. So that I was guess good. I. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you, dress like yeah. okay. okay and you dress like Monica. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's I feel
1: like you're trying to insult my fashion.
0: <laughs> no, I I, th- I thought you liked dressing like a communist. I
1: do communist <laughs> chic. That's what I call it.
0: Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about, all from the comfort of your home
1: At com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com Start your confidence journey today With Byte
0: So that's the Friends uh, Season 1 Episode 6 The one with the butt What happened on How I Met Your Mother Season 1 Episode 6 The Slutty Pumpkin
1: So this was a Halloween episode as we discussed before And I will say in advance I love a Halloween episode I love everything about Halloween I love costumes, I love the ephemera I love when a show Like gets into it, like it's it's very fun for me. Mm-hmm. So I, le- well, we'll talk about if we like the episode, but I love Halloween hijinks. Um, so I'm going to do a very basic recap. So okay. basically, um, Ted goes to a Halloween party in hopes of running into a girl he met four years ago who was dressed as a slutty pumpkin. And it was a joke, like, how, how do you tell it was slutty? But I guess there were, um, I guess... Cut it, was, it was carved in a strategic right. carved in strategic placements yeah. which like is it like nipples
0: <laughs> like what? That's what I'm picturing I'm picturing like one of those Christmas reindeer <laughs> sweaters <laughs> with like a breast hanging those out so of the uh, yes. eye hole yeah okay and then like so, a bare midriff for the uh, where the, the Jack Leonard's mouth, mouth would be
1: yeah yeah no I like it um, so yeah he's going to this party on the roof um, in hopes that he'll meet this girl, um, Barney is trying to convince him to go to a Victoria's Secret party on a yacht somewhere. Yep. Um, and then they, the second storyline is, uh, Marshall and Lily, um, are big into couples costumes mm-hmm. and then they convince Robin, um, and her new boyfriend, Mike, to double date with them. So, um... Yeah, so at the Halloween party, Ted dresses... I didn't understand his costume.
0: It's a reference to the Bush versus Gore recount.
1: Okay. Of of 2000. The hanging chat. chat. Okay, that's right. So it
0: already would have been a year-old reference when he wore it in 2001. So everyone's trying to convince him,
1: like, you shouldn't wear the same thing. And he's like, oh, I would hate for it to not recognize me. But even if he wore something where his face was showing, like, she'd still be able to recognize him. I just thought that that was flawed well, argument. Yeah, he's a dork. He's, he's an idiot. <laughs> um, so... She's not at this party. Um, the whole time, Barney is, like, hitting on people, just acting a fool. But I did appreciate Barney's commitment to costumes. He has uh, three costume yeah, changes. Yeah, three costumes. He's Maverick from Top Gun. That yeah. was the first one. And then a penguin. And
0: the second was a devil. second
1: was a devil. And then the third is a penguin. Yeah. Um,
0: and I like that they, like, find things to do with each one of his costumes you know yes, like yes. it's not just like background like he actually like makes jokes that are related to top gun when he's the devil yeah he has that great moment where he is trying to convince ted to pee off the off the roof of the building and the guy dresses an angel and the other
1: spoiler alert for one of my funniest oh shit i, yeah. I, I didn't you say keep doing it. that yeah I both times okay so um so also, actually, um, Marshall and Lily are adorable, and so they do couples costumes, uh-huh. which I loved. There was a flashback to last year when they were Sunny and Cher, but um, they cross-dress. So Marshall as Cher, super hot.
0: Well, I'm, I gave away your funniest moment. This is my fashion moment of the episode yeah. was Marshall as Cher.
1: Marshall as Cher was so good, and then she was, of course, with Sunny. But it also
0: makes sense... Um, height wise, yeah, <laughs> like it makes sense for for Marshall to be the share of the yeah. of the two of them,
1: and he was so good to share. And then the current year that we're in, um, he is um, Pirates of the uh, Caribbean. He's Jack
0: Sparrow, Sparrow. though they never say Jack Sparrow,
1: right? He's a he's Jack Sparrow as a pirate, and she's a parrot, yeah. Um, and yeah, Marshall. Hot as a pirate, too, and that's kind of a joke. I was gonna like,
0: ask, did you think Marshall yes, was hot?
1: Yes, like more than ever, and I like hate myself, but yes. Um, they joke about his eyeliner because he's wearing eyeliner, but he looks hot. Everyone knows he looks hot. Um, let's see what else happens. Oh, okay, so Robin's boyfriend, Mike, she's kind of not that into him. He is dressed up as Hansel of Hansel and Gretel. She doesn't wear a costume because she had to work late. Um, it turns out that like, she's just kind of more into being independent. So he's kind of into like public displays of infection. Like he wants to share food and kind of be more cuddly. Um, whereas she's more kind of, um, I don't know, standoffish towards him.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, you, I mean, you described it as like, she's not into him, but I'm not even sure if that's really the issue. She's yeah, yeah. more into... If she's just, like, not into a relationship right now. Or at least in a relationship on those terms.
1: I think the show wants you to think, like, if you have the right person, that's what you, like... I,
0: I, yeah, I, 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 I took this as being more about Robin, Robin's because character. It, was
1: it Lily who gave her that talk? Like, it'll come so natural and it feels so great when it's mutual and you'll want to do those things. And I think that I, I that's think, the I, show's I, I, point I of view. I think you and I have
0: a different... Interpretation of that, of that speech. I don't, she was she, saying those things are good, but I don't think I don't remember her saying when you're with the right person, it will come naturally.
1: Yeah, she kind of said like when you're when you're into it, it's it's a great thing. So Lily is trying to convince her to like give him more attention, like share a Sunday with him, um, which Robin really didn't want to do. She just wanted to eat the Sunday. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's see. What else happens in that scene?
0: Well, I very much... I mean, obviously, uh, I'm very much into being in a relationship with you in a marriage, but I'm also, as you know, not a big food sharer. Oh yeah. I've gotten better uh, over our many years together, but I kind of related to... I related to Robin when she's just, like, into her burger and, like, doesn't want to... I don't
1: want to like, be fed or, like, feed anyone, but I like a shared plate. Like, I, I love I like what family style.
0: Well, yeah, but I like what... Um, What Marshall and Lily do, where they trade plates and taste Mm -hmm. each other's first. Like, that's cute.
1: My favorite thing is to, like, at a restaurant, my favorite thing to do is, like, order two dishes and then share them. That way, like, you get an assortment of delicious things. Or I like a family style where you kind of—I love tapas, basically.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, You and I don't do as much of that sharing because I'm not a huge share but also because you're vegetarian and Mm -hmm. I'm not so I don't always have things I do sometimes like take a bite of thing uh, something and be like oh you got to try oh right
1: (laughs) yeah it's rude because you can try everything that I'm eating and I don't always get to try what you're eating okay but that's not like
0: allergic to meat you choose not to eat meat
1: but I haven't eaten meat in uh, 27 years not on purpose (laughs) But at this point, if I ate it, it would be more or less
0: poisonous. Right, it would make you sick, yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Okay, so uh, what else happened? So, oh, at this party, um, let's see. She never shows up. The the slutty pumpkin never shows up. Um, So Ted ends up just wallowing on the roof. Um, In the final scene... Robin goes up to the roof and says, like, oh, I thought I might find you here, and they kind of share, like, a sweet moment where they're sitting next to each other. He's, like, drunk and and tired and sad, uh, mopey, and they're kind of just, like, sharing a sweet moment. Yeah. Of, like, him, you know, Robin saying something like, how do you do this? Like, how do you still have this, like, focus on love? You're, like, so... Hellbent on like meeting the right person, and Robin is more just like independent, so they're just kind of sharing a little moment,
0: yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, I like that the show recognizes that Ted is doing the most, yeah, that he's, yeah, um, well, he's way too much. Um, I also, uh, found myself repeatedly having to remember like oh yeah I guess in New York it's cold on Halloween. (laughs) Oh
1: yeah they share her scarf as a blanket.
0: Yeah but then there was also the joke about how last year Marshall's nibbles turned cold because he was dressed as Tarzan. Right. Um, So uh, yeah I've just as as a at this point a long time Angelino, you know uh, I've lived here 16 years uh, now. I forgot that it could be it can be chilly on, on Halloween. Yeah. 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 I oh, it would go somewhere.
1: Another funny note. Oh, yes. It, it absolutely can be chilly on Halloween, but it also can be super hot. It no, but be... I'm saying
0: it's not. Like, it... Stop. Anyway, I, I, I feel like I'm not making it. Oh,
1: it's not cold on Halloween is your argument? It,
0: here it's not. In New York, where this show takes place, it would it's assumed that, that it's going to yes. be chilly. Yes.
1: No, you're right. Sorry. That went over my head. Um... <laughs> Also, um, another detail, the slutty pumpkin made a drink, which she called the uh, Tootsie Roll, which was Kahlua and root beer, which sounds disgusting.
0: uh, uh, My questions to ask you were, did you think Marshall was hot as a pirate? Yes. Absolutely. Would you drink Kahlua and root beer?
1: I mean, if someone made it and said, you need to try this, it tastes like a Tootsie Roll, I'd take a tiny sip and then probably say, yep, and then hand it back to them yeah I would try it
0: yeah yeah I remember one time you you and I went to a a brewery here in Los Angeles because they were doing they had an avocado beer it was like an avocado festival like yeah and like I took one sip of the beer and I was like oh wow I can taste avocado in this beer but by the you forget that avocado is like fatty and oily so like by the time I have to finish like I finished one pint I felt like just like sick
1: huh yeah yeah, you had, a, you had an aversion to it. I liked it more than you did. Okay. But that was a fun day.
0: Yeah, here's the days like that again sometime.
1: Well, they actually, when we got there, they had run out of avocado.
0: <laughs> they had the avocado beer. Right, yeah, but, but it was yes. supposed to be Everything,
1: a full day yeah. of, like, eating guacamole and, like, avocado-flavored things. Yeah. And when we got there, they're like, oh, we're actually out of avocados.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can get a burger from the food truck and yeah. Here's some avocado beer.
1: yeah. Um, are we going to talk about the fun, another fun. Well, I've got,
0: uh, more observations. Here.
1: Oh, yes, yes, go.
0: Oh, only if you're ready, uh, are you done with your... Um, uh,
1: my recap, yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, I think that's the main... Yeah.
0: Okay, well, here are my stray observations, then. Okay. Um, of course Bar- Barney loves Halloween for the most obvious reasons. You know. Oh,
1: yes. Ugh. So um, he mentioned that it brings out um, women's inner hoe bag.
0: Yes, that's what he said. Yeah. Um, and I feel like at this point, it, maybe this is a bit of a spoiler, like at, at this point in the series, it feels like Barney is supposed to be a like wannabe player. Like we see him trying and striking out a lot. Whereas as the character progresses, we find out that, no, he is actually like a, like a very successful ladies man in terms, in terms of things. I wonder, I wonder where that shift comes.
1: Yeah. I think his like pickup lines are so bad and he just, he's so off putting to the women at the party at least. Yeah.
0: That's what I would put. How is he supposed to be a player? Yeah. But, but I think that maybe the, the writers change his character a little bit to actually be good at picking up women. And then
1: I was thinking like if he wanted to go, he kept talking up this yacht party with Victoria's Secrets model. Like, nothing's stopping him. But he just, like, so needs a wingman. Uh,
0: yeah, but, I, I mean, if I'm also, reading into it, I think there's also, like... Loneliness. Yeah, he's... Uh, we've talked before, like, Ted is Barney's best friend. Right. Barney is not necessarily Ted's best friend. Right. But I think Ted means a lot to Barney, and Barney is not really good at...
1: Conveying that.
0: Yeah, yeah. articulating, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Okay, super weird thing I can't believe I never noticed before. I'm not sure if they ever do this before, or do this again. I'll have to look for this in, f- in future episodes. When they're at McLaren's, and they're in the booth, right? In the wide, like, master shot, we can see the side of the table. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. We're looking at the front door from the back of the bar, okay. and we can see the side of the booth and the side of the table. It looks like it's a booth in the middle of the bar, right? Right. But whenever the camera turns around... Marshall on the one side and Romney on the other side are up against a wall.
1: Huh. No, I didn't notice that.
0: I will ha- We'll have to look to see if they do that. Okay. So, like, in the wide shot, then, we're supposed to be behind the wall, like an invisible wall or something. Yeah. As an audience, it's super—I can't believe i never noticed this before. I don't know if they ever do it again.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll have to look out for that, too.
0: Um, okay. Would you drink flu and root beer? I miss Halloween. Yeah, these are just thoughts I had. Um, yeah, I liked uh, another touch about McLaren's. I liked that the tables had martini glasses full of candy yes, corn. Yes,
1: I loved that too. Yeah. I loved it so much. And I loved that there was a costume contest at McLaren's.
0: Yeah, but I, I wish Marshall there had been wins. more of a... Uh, Marshall yes. and Lily win. Yes. Um, I wish there had been more of like a dance party. Because, you know, we uh, there's a bar. You and I go to uh, Edendale? Edendale most... Um, most Halloweens, obviously yeah. not last year, but, um, they have a costume contest, but it's also like, it's not just where everyone just like sits around and like has dinner and then there's a costume, like it's, it's a, a dance par- party. It's a dance party. Yeah. That's what I it, it seemed weird to go to a Halloween, a bar for Halloween just to sit around and eat dinner and wait for someone to tell you who had the best costume.
1: Yeah. And I was really surprised that McLaren, like I would think that McLaren would have like fried bar food like pub food but they were it's having like, whole, like full like yeah filet mignon and like j- all kinds of like crazy desserts
0: there's yeah
1: it just seemed like a lot but i guess like pineapple hill has a huge menu yeah
0: i guess it, maybe it's that's a that's and a that's bar kind of like uh, here in the san francisco valley and i yep. guess that's that's a good comp good comparison, comparison. yeah um t- 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 i liked uh uh i, I liked the um acapella group at the party oh right uh they did uh, once again i think a running thing that we'll see and i almost could have put this under this uh running jokes section um uh, or motif section but we've seen again uh, again and again good music on on uh okay. on how i met your mother because uh-huh. uh, it ends with uh, or not the last song they do is an acapella version of, uh, is she really going out with him? Yeah. Uh, which is really good. Um, they also, but did you notice, uh, notice, um, when, uh, and this will get me into my funniest, my personal funniest moment, when the penguin shows up.
1: Yeah, that was one of my favorites.
0: And, but like, uh, uh, Ted thinks, oh my God, that must be her, because she's mixing the clue and root Mm -hmm. beer. Did you notice what Song they're doing at that moment. I didn't. Uh, they're doing the Charlie Brown theme. Da, 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 oh. da, da, I didn't da, notice. Da. Which of course, obviously, like waiting for the slutty pumpkin, quote unquote, is like a right. Charlie Brown reference. Uh, I liked that. So yeah, this will get. I guess this will get us into funniest moment then. If, if we're so all... yeah,
1: uh, Barney as the penguin, kind of like sauntering over to Ted, like seductively. Yeah. Whereas where Ted's thinking, oh, that's slutty pumpkin.
0: And Ted has this whole like, I don't know if you remember. And like Mm -hmm. Barney waits just the right amount of time before taking off the hat and being like, what does he call him? An idiot or a dork or uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, That was definitely my biggest laugh of the episode.
1: I also laughed at some of the visual gags of, um, it was kind of just like a throwaway, like Ted has to pee and (laughs) Barney as the devil says, Oh, why don't you just pee off this building? And then a dude walks up in an angel costume on the other side and says like, no, you can't do that. There's people down there. So it was just kind of a funny visual gag. Yeah. And then the other visual gag that I really enjoyed was, um, Marshall and Lily are taking a picture after winning the costume contest. <laughs> right. And they do like a forced perspective where Lily is like on, um, on Marshall's shoulder as the parrot on his shoulder. So it was yeah. just a cute, I like that. Yeah.
0: Uh So funniest moment you mentioned. uh, I mentioned my fashion moment was Marshall as Cher. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: What was your fashion? Oh, sorry. What was your make it fashion moment? Make it
1: fashion moment was Marshall in in everything. (laughs) But I also appreciate Barney's commitment to costumes. Like, where did he find a penguin costume last minute? Like, I know that he said that he brought a second costume so he can possibly like strike out with the same woman if,
0: if he strikes out in his first costume he can try to hit on the same woman in a second costume, different costume yeah. which
1: is just like false logic um, like she's gonna f- what
0: yeah it doesn't <laughs> matter it doesn't
1: matter but yeah Marshall
0: I What's did also like, I, I forgot to mention Barney's first entrance, uh, as Maverick, which is like playing, is it, uh, highway, is he playing danger zone? Is yeah, that he's the,
1: playing danger zone, yeah. a little like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I liked, I liked that. Yeah. Um, getting into running jokes and motifs, uh, we didn't do that for Friends, but, um, uh, in this episode of Friends, Chandler says, could, could she you be, be more my out of, family? more out of me league? Yeah. yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, I wrote that down too.
0: And then Barney says, well, because Barney wants, uh, he's Maverick, he wants Ted to dress up as Goose from Top Gun, yeah. and he says, flight suit up, which is oh, a reference okay. to his suit up okay. catchphrase. Okay. I don't know if there are any more that you caught.
1: Um, ooh, motifs, I guess, in Friends, just like Monica as a control freak.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. OCD. Yeah, this um, one, that was really brought out into the sunlight, this episode.
1: And then, of course, this kind of veers into the similar, um, but well, in that, both... We
0: can get into those that. Okay, next. yeah,
1: in both episodes, it, there's always gay panic, you know? There's always, mm-hmm. like, some homophobic Friends bit. Um, in, the, in the case of Friends, it was, you know, um, Chandler seeing Joey's butt. Like, who yeah. cares? Uh,
0: yeah. Um, I, t- I guess I, like... But Monica didn't want to see it either. I think it was less about just seeing his butt and more about seeing him, like... Lotioning, lotioning up. Lotioning up his butt.
1: I guess, but to be uh, so, like, my eyes, like... Right. It, it's just...
0: I, and I I found the gay panic in How I Met Your Mother more troubling. With the m- eyeliner. With the... the, I mean, the eyeliner is fine, because that... To me, I just saw, took that as a reference to, like...
1: The character. To
0: Jack Sparrow, yeah. who clearly wears eyeliner. But, um... But when they announced the winner, Lily, uh, and they say their, uh, last names in this episode and I can't remember where they are now. Yeah. Uh, I should know. I've definitely watched the show enough time. Lily Alderman and Marshall. I can't remember.
1: Love that she doesn't change her name though.
0: Um, uh, wait, they're not married yet. Are they?
1: Oh, they're not married.
0: They're engaged, right?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, she uh, they say uh, Lily whatever is a parrot, and Marshall whatever is a gay pirate. Right. He's like, what? That, that seemed like. But
1: then the bar guy's like, "Oh, I just thought because of the eyeliner."
0: Yeah, but I guess I'm just saying that seemed out of character for Marshall, who's generally like seems like a pretty like yeah chill right. dude. Like
1: he's dressing up as share. Like he's yeah. like he shouldn't. Why would he care? About someone thinking he's gay.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it seemed out of character. It bothered me more Very than the so. than the my eyes uh, moment. Um, another. This is. Uh, I, I like to find minor similarities or differences. Oh.
1: Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. Go. I have one after you. Okay,
0: so I like to find minor ones that I think speak to the different philosophies of the show, and I tend to because I'm. I'm in the How I Met Your Mother corner here. I tend to find things that, like, I think speak well of of How I Met Your Mother. Um, When—it uh, it was a, a very similar setup where Ross is talking about the anthropological history of monogamy or whatever, and the rest of the friends keep doing that, like, fake falling asleep mm-hmm. thing— it was very similar to when Ted is telling the Slutty Pumpkin story and, and the other three who aren't Robin, like, know every word and are, like, saying it mm-hmm. before. The difference is in, in the way that... Uh, Ross and Ted are very similar characters. They're both, yes. like, total tools. Yes. <laughs> um, but Ross is, like actually like come on guys or whatever whereas Ted is he's like yeah he's like let me tell it but Ted's laughing at them it felt more like a group of friends Like, it, it felt more natural that yeah. Ted kind of is annoyed that they're doing this but also like thinks it's funny that they're doing it like the way you would with your friends your friends He'd teasing you along. you'd be yeah. like come on guys but he he does think it's funny that they're doing it yeah. and I thought that moment was um, good at illustrating mm. not just individual characters, but that this is a group of friends who hang out together.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good observation.
0: What was your... Uh, you had something else for the oh, for this, this category? Is,
1: this is so dumb. Um, I noticed that in both of their apartments, they have vintage French ad posters.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah. And I think that's kind of like... It's very 90s.
0: I can't picture... Well, what's... the So in Friends, it's... Where is it? Above the It's all the TV? over the apartment. Oh, yeah. Over, Okay. Yeah. And the...
1: Uh, and then in Lily and Marshall's apartment, they it's, had...
0: To To be clear, because I think we talked about this episodes ago, that apartment is... Ted and Marshall's apart. Ted and Marshall's, yeah. Lily is just there all the time. Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) but I think because they they host parties there together. Like I just think of it as Lily and Marshall's. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Um, Also, you know, let's go back to fat phobia. In both episodes, there was a little in both. Was there? Yeah, like when when Ted was. Talking about you know the slutty pumpkin. Oh God, yeah. And then Barney's like, Barney. "It's four years. Like she could be fat, or like she could be ugly. She could be fat." Well,
0: yeah, that's a, he, like he says, "It's been four years. She could be engaged or married, or the worst of all, fat." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, that's terrible. And
1: there was some in Friends. I forget. I think it was like at the sh- at the play when Chandler is like spots this woman and he says something like, well, I don't like short fat men or something. Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. remember exactly what it was, yeah. but I just kind of was like, I just rolled my eyes. Um, also like we know that bull shows objectify women yeah. as most do, but I mean the idea that Chandler just like zeros in on like a hot woman and is like immediately like dumbfounded needs to have, like he doesn't even know her name and he asks her out on a date. Like it's just, strange to me
0: yeah i guess in an age of like i don't know you and i obviously haven't (laughs) been dating in over a decade again i don't know as far as i know you're not dating um well but yeah i guess in in an age of like tinder and bumble and like he he asked her out on
1: a date before he knows her name is what bothered me
0: i'm just saying the idea of walking up to someone and asking them on a date seems weird yeah. To me.
1: I mean, walking up to someone and, like, starting a conversation with the intention of asking them out on a date, that's okay. But to not ask someone's name before asking them on a date is objectifying. Yeah. Right? Like, he I don't knows think that's how I ever dated. Literally nothing about her. No one does. Like, I don't think anyone... No, but I'm
0: saying the thing you're ta- I never, like, walked up to a woman saying, I'm going to ask this woman out on a no, date. No, but you, like... You start talking to someone yeah, at a and bar. and then if you like them. And then if you
1: like them. Yeah, you don't,
0: so what he the, did. In
1: the back of your mind, you're saying like, oh, if she's cool, I'd like to hang right. out with her. Like, if it's a, cool. in the very back of your mind. Yeah,
0: if But she's it's cool, not we'll, going to be
1: the first thing that you say to someone. Yeah,
0: you're right. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. We're, we're on the, we're saying the same thing. Yeah. But Chandler's, Chandler's going to ask this woman on a date, no matter what happens. No matter what happens. There's no, like, testing the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... All right, should we move on to our uh, favorite segments? <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, uh, the, this segment that repeatedly goes nowhere yeah. is called How Were We Doing? <laughs> yeah. So, this is what was happening in the world on the days these episodes aired. So, on Thursday, October 27th, 1994, which is when the one with the butt uh, aired. Oh, did I f- forget how to look at this website? No, there it is events um, for the first time in American history the U.S. prison population topped 1 million if only we could go back to those days yeah. of such a low prison population yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we, like we have an over uh, uh, over incarceration problem in this country um Also, Glees... I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Glees 229b is the first substellar mass object to be unquestionably identified. Unquestionably identified. I don't really know what that means, but it's some space shit, right? Yeah. Like some NASA shit. I
1: don't care about space.
0: (laughs) We got enough problems here at home. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I don't have time for space.
1: (laughs) I wanted to bring up something that's totally unrelated, but in the lore of this podcast, we have talked multiple times about, so I married an ax murder, the movie, right. And we actually watched it.
0: We watched it again. Night, yeah.
1: And I uh, thought it held up in the, in the sense that it's kind of fun and very much like a time capsule.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't like it as much. It's definitely a time capsule. I think it's weird to think that like, I, I guess Mike Myers has is responsible for some movies that I love. Wayne's World, also Wayne's World Two, to something yeah. to, to a pretty good extent, yeah. and the first Austin Powers movie. Yeah. but Austin Powers or Austin uh, Mike Myers is he's like the weak Lincoln, so I married an ex or at least the main character. He's good as his father. He's right. one of the best characters. Yeah, this, like
1: before Austin Powers, he was playing multiple characters. Yeah. In
0: um, a comedy. Uh, I can't believe we're talking so much about Star sorry, sorry, Married and Axe Murder, but I'm glad you brought it up because I uh, I did want to specifically point out my absolute favorite part of the movie is the running thing uh, between Anthony LaPaglia and Alan Arkin, where Anthony LaPaglia is a detective who's disappointed that his job isn't more like the movies, and Alan Arkin, like, to placate him or to pacify him, like, to indulge him, goes along with pretending to be the like ball busting captain but he's really like a nice sensitive guy yeah that's a good running joke i like that a lot um okay so that's how we were doing how we were doing uh, in (laughs) 1994 now how were we doing on monday october 25th 2005 what happened um man the discrepancy on this website between the two (laughs) um um Oh, you know what happened on that day? This is very notable. Hmm. Uh, Rosa Parks died. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about uh, uh, about that. Um, yeah. was, uh, a weird thing. My mom told me like because I knew who Rosa Parks was like from elementary. Like they teach you about the yeah. civil rights movement. I remember my mom telling because mom was born in 1958, and she was like yeah, I didn't learn about that stuff in school because it was like still too recent to be in textbooks. It wasn't considered history yet, so like right. so I guess like things that happen like within a decade before and after you're born, like are they tougher to know about? like Well,
1: I mean, I think sadly, there was like a week of like during Black History Month.: Right we we learned about the Underground Railroad and Rosa Parks, even though I had this image of Rosa Parks in my head of, like, little old lady on the bus, which is totally inaccurate. She was a trailblazer. She was an activist. Like, she...
0: Yeah. Eh. I think this is a common thing, because uh, this is... I'm getting to, like, conspiracy theory stuff, but I think... The white establishment, when they teach civil rights, they really focus on pacifism and nonviolence, and they focus totally. on making the most important people seem right. quaint and unthreatening. Right. There's a reason that I think the most of the footage and images we see are in black and white, because it makes it seem like it was further away, further away whereas yeah. really there's a very recent, very ongoing things. This is also not a civil rights era thing, but it's weird that the only picture of Frederick Douglass yet they ever use is the like white haired old man whereas mm-hmm. he was like he was an active like outspoken abolitionist when he was young too yeah. but he's less threatening I guess when he's a wise old old man I think there's I mean I'm not a conspiracy theorist but I think there is it is evidence of our ingrained systemic racism oh, that, yeah. that uh, the things are taught the way they are
1: absolutely I don't think that that's a conspiracy theory. I think okay. that that's absolutely true. Like we never learned about the Black Panthers and what good they they did and how it was about like feeding students and helping their communities. Like we just thought like guns, you know, yeah, as le- opposed to Martin Luther King and the peaceful, you know. That's, yeah, I
0: learned about Malcolm X from Spike Lee. resistance, le- yes. I learned about Martin Luther King in school. I right. learned about Malcolm X from Spike Lee.
1: So, yeah, it's not a conspiracy theory to say that our white establishment elementary schools did us wrong and all of the students wrong.
0: Um, yes, okay, I'm glad we covered that. My question, this is going back to what I was saying before about, like, events that are from around the time you were born, weirdly, like, get lost. Do you think Like, do you think there are people who are younger than we are who know more about, like, the um, Iran Contra, like, arms thing or the Iranian hostage crisis or, like, the Challenger explosion, like, things that we were either not not there yet for or were too young to have experienced? Do you think there are people who are a little bit younger than us who might have a better grasp of that because they were taught it?
1: I have to wonder, and I mean, I don't. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I don't trust the school books because I don't know if this is still the case, but there's like an overarching board out of Texas, very like focus on the family type group Mm -hmm. who publishes like all the textbooks in this country. And I don't know what kids are taught nowadays. Yeah. And I don't, I don't trust it.
0: Uh, So you're saying homeschool your children.
1: No, I'm well I, I say that <laughs> I didn't
0: uh, really think you're presenting that.
1: <laughs> but I mean the good thing now is that kids can look up anything on the internet and you know, some yeah. of it's gonna be false. But if they have a good enough teacher to kind of inspire curiosity about different topics, you know, yeah, they can
0: let's support teachers.
1: Support teachers, support good parents to have good conversations. But yeah, teachers.
0: All right, well let's get into the final segment. Challenge accepted. <laughs> in which we try to make uh, predictions on what's going to happen in the next episodes based on title alone. Uh, The next episode of Friends, Season 1, Episode 7, is called The One with the Blackout. So obviously I'm not going to cheat and say, oh, there's going to be a blackout. Obviously that's what's going to happen. But as far as my prediction of what's going to happen during the blackout, I think there's going to be some shenanigans. Okay, here's my guess. Okay. I I think this episode is going to be another step forward in the Ross-Rachel relationship. Maybe something a little romantic is going to go on during the the blackout. Okay. That's my my prediction. And, um... How I Met Your Mother. Season one, episode seven. It's called Matchmaker. Natalie, what is your... Okay. Prediction?
1: Okay. Um... Well, I mean, I think it's obvious that, well, maybe it's not so obvious. Okay, Um, I think Ted will obviously seek out a match. Like, he's sick of not meeting people naturally, so he'll pay a matchmaker. And maybe this matchmaker will be um, another, like, fun celebrity cameo. Okay, the matchmaker is a fun celebrity cameo. Oh, that's your prediction? That's my prediction. Okay.
0: Um, Let's see. Matchmaker. Got to make sure we mark this down. Log it, yep. Because... A little behind the scenes. It's been like two weeks since we did the last yeah. one. Yeah. I'm glad I wrote them down or else I would not would have forgotten. Um,
1: this isn't like a segment, but we usually talk about which we liked better of the two.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. We should definitely do that. Which um, which did you like better?
1: So I actually liked How I Met Your Mother more than this episode of Friends. Yeah. And it might have been because it's a Halloween episode and I... It's up your alley. It's up my alley.
0: None of the... Men on Friends are as hot as Marshall. That's true. That's a big part of it. Um, also, oh, here's my. Oh, I was gonna. I've meant to ask you this question earlier. Um, I'm sure I've asked you this before in in, in other ways, but um, but you were talking about like. Um, Sex negativity and chauvinism, male chauvinism on both shows. As far as, as the characters are written, which group of women would you rather hang out for an evening with? Would you rather hang out with Monica, Rachel, and Phoebe, or would you hang out with Lily and and Robin?
1: That's tough, because I really like Phoebe, and I would love to hang out with Phoebe. And I think I would relate most to Lily and How I Met Your Mother, Um, So, yeah, maybe Lily and Robin. Okay. Um, And I know that they can drink with me, and I think that, you know, I would love to, like, go to McLaren's. Yeah, Yeah. as opposed to going to Central Park and, like, (laughs) drinking a cappuccino. I think the bar is obviously more fun. All right. Also, like, in this Friends episode, normally Phoebe's, like, on fire with her one-liners, and it was kind of a Phoebe Week episode.
0: Yeah, because we, we both the two things we mentioned were all things I didn't think were that funny. There yeah. was the psycho like stabbing thing, and also yeah. her going Freud.
1: Yeah, I thought that was,
0: was kind of yeah. I don't know, maybe it seemed yeah, it seemed original in 1994.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: all right, so those uh, we've made our predictions, we've accepted our challenges, we found out how we were doing, we've made it fashion. Are we done?
1: Yeah. Um, so until next time. Farewell, friends and mothers.